0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Tacos and Tattoos Podcast. My name is Keely, and I'm here with Tia Lynn. She is a TEDx speaker, host of the podcast Sexy Biz Babe, and a women's empowerment coach and clothing line owner of Static Threads. She loves to help women own their sexy confidence inside and outside of the bedroom, Have more pleasure and make money by being themselves. Today, we're going to be talking about how to break out of shame, become confident in owning your power, and have better sex as a result. So, Tia, I'm so excited you're here. I've been following you on, I don't know how we became Facebook friends, but I've been following you on Facebook. And I like, I don't know if you ever check who views your stories, but I'm sure I'm like one of the number one people that's always looking at your stories because, like, I think. Last week I saw you doing a photo shoot and you were like doing the splits in some chairs. Yeah. I was and like a a, a throne. <laughs> okay, yes. And it that's right. And I was just like, dang, girl, get it. It looks so good. And yeah, I just love what you're all about. So do you want to go into more depth on how you got into being a basically like a, a sort of sex coach? Yes. In the most simplest form,
1: yes, like a sex coach. Um, Yeah, I'd love to. I'm super excited to be on here as well. I feel like, you know, the universe just brings the right people together. (laughs) And when you're being yourself, you attract your freaking tribe. And I'm so about that. So uh, let's see. In a very short version, I at some point didn't want to work for any companies anymore. I'd moved to California and I heard about coaching. And I was like, fuck it. I'm I haven't been getting jobs because I don't want them. There was like that resistance to getting mm-hmm. them. And so I wasn't getting them. And then I was like, wait, I could be a coach? What type of coach would I be? Oh, a marketing coach. Because I'm good at marketing and that's what my job is. But I'd be helping women. But along that journey of helping women build a business that they loved, each testimonial and client that I got, they would be like, you helped me so much own who I am and step into my power and have more confidence being myself. And then as I kept doing it, I was really trying to find like, what is my purpose? And people would be like, it's the thing that comes easy to you that maybe you don't think is what people need because it's so easy for you. But all of my clients would like have better sex and like all my friends, I've always been the friend that everybody asked about sex advice and confidence and having better sex and it was just so easy for me and I would always just help people. And so I kept exploring, kept exploring and over the past 4 years I started off with a course that was just a passion project and then every year I added on to it, and now it's like a full blown longer course that I just love and so now I'm shifting into really owning that side of my business is really helping women break out of shame, break out of judgment, own their sexy power, their feminine energy, and have better sex.
0: ooh, and the thing is is that a lot of times the universe gives, it's like stepping stones, right? So I 100% Mm -hmm. believe that marketing is a really easy thing for just about anybody to get into because you don't even really need to have any sort of transformation story yourself. You just kind of go learn it and you go apply it. And it's like, to the coaching world, I always have felt it's like the entry level, like you got freelancing and then you have marketing coaching. And so it's so cool to see other women step outside of just being a business and marketing coach and go into something that they're actually really passionate about. And I know it's so scary. Like, like we were talking before we started this episode, I've been going through the same Mm -hmm. process of like, I built a six figure business that allowed me to travel and live wherever I wanted in marketing. But Mm
1: -hmm.
0: at some point the universe kind of starts nudging you towards something that is really your higher calling Mm-hmm. And I mean, girl, what, what is cooler than helping women have better sex? Like nobody teaches us that. Like, yeah. nobody. no one talks about it. Like, I remember the talk that my mom had was like, don't get pregnant. Like that was yeah. the, like, just don't get pregnant, Keely. Here's some birth control pills. Like I had no idea what to do. And so then in my early twenties, I just ended up like seeking love in in sex because Mm -hmm. i was like oh this is what it's supposed to be you know right this is what we're like disney and all these things are like oh sex is like love and i was just so unsatisfied for like the first decade of my adult life so what is yeah no it's it's
1: uh right that's how i found it is somebody asked what if what would you do if you could help one person it would be to help them have better sex and have orgasms. Like, what hurts me most in the world is hearing that women aren't enjoying sex and they're just doing it. That, like, hurts my soul.
0: And so many of us in our early 20s do that. That, I remember, mm-hmm. so, like, there's two particular relationships where I would just do it out of obligation. Keely, you I- are cutting out quite a bit, so I'm sorry to Okay, kind of, like, here and there, it'll just, like, cut out a little bit. And I'm like, oh, should I tell her? okay we'll give it a second to catch up the The internet is that better i mean it's just like here and there it'll just
1: like you'll say hadn't or something and it will like cut out in the middle just a little bit it's just like
0: uh, uh. <laughs> it'll and be I'll okay like, oh. we'll just keep pushing through and okay. i have someone professionally edit my um my episodes so okay they kind of deal with all the little glitching and stuff Oh, yay. Sorry to cut you off. I was just like, ah, I hope she knows. Okay. It's okay. (laughs) All right. So I know in my early twenties, there was two particular relationships that I had where I was just doing sex out of obligation. And there's several times that I would be so Mm. dissatisfied that I would just go to the bathroom and be crying afterwards. (gasps) So it's like a real thing. So coming out and being like, I'm going to help women be able to heal whatever is broken inside of them so they can be empowered in their sex life is absolutely fantastic. So what is like the, the one thing that you see a lot of women doing wrong or like really struggling with? Yeah,
1: I would say there's two really big things. Um, number one is lack of communication. Like They expect their partner to just know where men are a little bit more simple, like one, two, three, ABC, like it's pretty basic, but for women, we're like a fucking labyrinth Mm -hmm. and we're not all the same. Yes, there's some basics, but your partner is just judging based on his past partners, what he's learned over his lifetime, where you need to communicate your needs, your boundaries, your desires, your pleasure. And to do that, you also have to know it. You have to explore. You have to get to know your body and heal and really get connected to it where there's a lot of women that don't even feel like it's okay to touch themselves or they feel like it's like, less than. Whereas in reality, the people who really get to know their body and touch themselves and get to know their pleasures, they're
0: the ones having the
1: most mind-blowing sex.
0: Ooh, that makes so much sense. But also, what about the emotional part of it? Because I feel like, and I can only speak from my own experience and some of what my friends and I have talked about, but a lot of it is like we... The, our bodies like shut down when the emotional part isn't present. What advice do you have for women that struggle with that?
1: Well, let me ask more about what is being present to you. What is being emotional to you? Because I can have mind-blowing sex with a stranger. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious. I'm going to be a devil's advocate. <laughs> Ooh,
0: yeah. Well, I found that... The first time, like if I, the first time I have sex with someone and it's like, okay, this is just going to be the, for the thrill of having sex. That's when it's like the most fun. But then the second time is like, uh, I don't feel as like, it's kind of like the law of diminishing returns. Do you ever, do you remember that? Whoa. (laughs) like, have you heard that concept? I remember this from macro or microeconomics, and I will never forget it. It's like the first time you do it with that person is amazing. The second time, nah, not so much. And then the more you do it with them, you're like, ah, I'm not really feeling this anymore. I don't know what it is. But for me, it really does the first time be amazing. The second time, it's like it requires more emotional connection and more like, I don't know, this is just when my MO. And so mm. that's kind of what I'm so talking So I would say about. mine's the
1: opposite. <laughs>
0: Ooh, interesting. Mine's
1: the opposite. Uh, The first time is like, okay, we're getting to know each other. Like, we don't really know each other's bodies. And then as we get to know our bodies, as we communicate, as we grow, it gets better and better and better.
0: Mm. But But is this someone that you're having a relationship
1: with? No, it could be somebody that you enjoy their company. It could be a friends with benefits that you get to know more. It could be, I don't know. I feel like, I am more for your followers. I'm ENM. I'm ethical non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. I would clarify and say that I'm monogamish. I actually like to have one partner, but I like to explore with them. But I've been, I've dated someone that's poly. I've also had friends with benefits that we're friends and we get to know each other and we respect each other. So it's not like a friend's with benefits that they just like fuck me and leave it's like oh we're friends we respect each other maybe they take me on dates but as we get to have sex more frequently as we get to know each other's bodies communicate more sex gets better so i don't know i think it would be more back to the communication the boundaries and like growing with whoever it is you're fucking having sex with
0: it's so funny that you say that you're um monogamish because i mm-hmm. felt i feel like i've always been well as i've learned about myself and headed into my 30s i feel like i'm that too where i've always yeah. been in relationships where it's just one person i was like a serial monogamous and now i feel like like sex it can be like if you're in a monogamous relationship and you're like, okay, we're in this for life. I 100% believe it's okay to have relations outside the, re- the partnership as long as that's what both partners want. Like I've always totally been interested in swinging and like, like a one night every so often where you guys get to go out and have different partners, because I think that the variety, like life is variety. And it, oh, The idea of being with the same person for like, 50 years just seems so boring at the same time
1: oh for sure um and it doesn't if you can play and like make sure you spice it up and yes I agree and I feel like some people are super monogamous and that's just them and that works for them great for yeah. me I kind of always thought that was crazy because like I change and I explore and I want to try new things and I don't know if your listeners know about the erotic blueprints, but I'm a shapeshifter. I like everything and all things, and I do get bored. (laughs) I've never heard of this. Tell me more about this. Oh, shit. Okay. So, Erotic Blueprint is founded by Jaya, Mm -hmm. and she came up with something that it's kind of similar to the five languages of love, but Mm -hmm. it's for sex. So, We all have our different types, and it's sensual, sexual. Kinky. Energetic and shapeshifter and shapeshifter is all of them. So like the positive is they're the sex pros. They understand and love all of them. But the negative is they want all of them and they sometimes want them all at the same time and they get bored. So you have to kind of like spice things up, change, but they happen to shapeshift to their partner. Mm -hmm. So if you relate to that and you're like, oh yeah, I'll just like do what my partner likes. But over time you get bored, you might be a shapeshifter where you're like, well, now I'm kind of craving this type. And so it's good to know that. And I felt really at peace once I learned that because I was like, oh, that's why I get bored. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I love tests like that because it helps us understand why we are the way we are and help us feel less like we're crazy. Yes,
1: cuz I did feel kind of crazy. I thought I was like, yeah, I've always felt like too much or, you know, I I'm a cheater at heart or something because I just always wanted more, but now I'm like, oh, I just like a lot of stimulation. I have to try all the things. I have to get my needs met in different ways otherwise I feel like I'm missing something. So now I just kind of get those needs met either by myself or my partner, we try other things like there's different ways to meet those needs.
0: And I think it's so cool that we're heading into a society that is more accepting of all of these different styles and things that are happening in sexuality. Because Mm -hmm. I really like I've always believed that people just need to know themselves, especially women, like just take the time to know yourself. And then go out and explore and be who you are and own it. And uh, like the judgment that I used to feel as a teenager and in my early twenties, where I grew up very rural, like on a farm, Mm -hmm. I listened to country music and there, unfortunately in that type of lifestyle, it's it's, there's the religious aspect to it, but there's also these like societal pressures to like get married and have the ranching family and like do everything perfectly in that way, like super monogamous. And I always just struggled in all those relationships, just getting so bored. So Mm -hmm. what is a, what is some advice that you have for women that tend to get bored in relationships? Ooh, in relationships. Okay,
1: so first thing I do have to say is the other thing that gets in your way is judgment and shame. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> that was like, yeah, that was like one of the main things I found in my clients, and people don't really relate to the word shame, mm-hmm. but a working definition is it's the impulse to hide something. Ooh. So whether it's a desire or something you want to try or, you know, what you do in the bedroom or how whatever it is, it is shame. If you have an impulse to hide it, there's a part of shame in you. And so people who might get bored in the bedroom, maybe they have shame and judgment to spicing it up. Maybe there's deep rooted, like that's bad or that's wrong. And they don't feel like it's okay to explore. Um, when I was little, not little, let's not say that (laughs) when I was younger, like 1819 i felt like there was something wrong with me how society puts like oh if you're into bdsm you were abused as a child i wasn't abused as a child i just liked that dynamic i liked that like i do like pain i like that intense eroticism i liked spanking and things like that and society makes out that it's bad or wrong. So maybe I I would be scared to share that with my partner or explore, or even have a discussion about it out of fear. And that definitely holds you back in the bedroom. So even if it's, you're energetic and you really want to do Tantra and you want to sit and stare at each other in your, their eyes and connect on a deeper level, there could be some shame about that. You know, like it, could be either side. So that is huge. So working through shame is just so powerful in relationships and working through that connection and intimacy definitely could be holding you back on going deeper. Cause yeah, I just, I don't know. (laughs) There's just so many things.
0: Yeah, shame is a big one and for a lot of my listeners they struggle with um abusive relationships, narcissistic relationships because of their anxious attachment style. And I know one of the things that deeply impacted me was with my my ex-fiancé who was a, a like a textbook narcissist. He would tell me that what I wanted wasn't uh how do you say it? He would just tell me that what I wanted was like wrong. And he's like, you don't have any understanding of sex and what you want isn't the right thing. And like his the way he wanted to have sex was always very typical of what you would see in like hardcore porn where the girl is just (laughs) getting like totally rammed and like. Uh, It's super hardcore, and because he was a narcissist, I didn't feel the emotional safety with him in order to open myself up in that way. And so, a lot of what I think shame come the shame comes from even what past partners have said or how they've treated us and the abuse that we went through. And so, uh, picking decent partners moving forward starts building belief and safety and allowing someone to blossom. So do you have any sort of framework? Maybe you don't. This is kind of an out there question. Do you have a framework for picking someone that is going to be a safe partner sexually?
1: Ooh, I feel like safe is bringing up a lot of triggers for me, but let me just kind of, oh, that goes with it too. So let me touch on what you just said though, is that, um, You said that, you know, your anxious attachment style, and then you also brought up, I don't know, you brought up multiple things, and I'm like, oh, I got to touch on this. Where you're anxious, you may find a new partner that is safe, boring, Mm-hmm. because you're so used to being on that, like, up and then down and then up and then down. And you're like, ooh, they don't like me because they're not chasing after me or causing fights or saying that they're jealous or, you know, having that up and down emotion. So working on understanding that being in that secure, safe relationship could maybe be a little bit more boring than you're used to. So I just wanted to touch on that.
0: And, yeah, that's a, that's a good don't know, point. I I would maybe... Maybe replacing the word safe with stable also is another way to look at it. Because in anxious, avoidant, trap, the cycle there, a lot of it is just so much chaos and drama that when you get with someone that is actually stable and safe, Mm -hmm. it's somebody that is going to be like, oh, do I even like this person? Like, is this even exciting? Mm -hmm. Yeah, stable, safe, healthy, all good synonyms, you know, so
1: healthy relationship. I would like to use maybe um, it would be really getting clear on what you desire and what you need. And that takes a lot of reflection, journaling, introspection, really understanding what is it that I need in a relationship and finding maybe, I like to say five must-haves and and they're like Mm non-negotiables and five like 100% 100% I cannot be with someone if they're this. And this is not what they look like or their physicality or anything like that. Because sometimes people write these long lists and they get so picky and specific and they're not allowing for the right person to come to them because they're getting too stuck on dumb bullshit specifics. What? Like, oh, he needs to work as an engineer. Like, that. Yeah, come on, yes. what if you're safe, (laughs)
0: stable, amazing partner, is it not an engineer, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you have to be Um, really careful with those logical arguments of like, oh, he needs to make at least a million dollars. Yeah.
1: But what if what you really need is a stable partner that sees you, feels you, hears you, can show up for your kids, but you keep saying, oh, I want a doctor, I want a doctor. Whereas in reality, those two things aren't one. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you're cutting off the flow. You're like literally <laughs> strangling what actually should be for you. Um, Yeah, so I would say getting really clear on what your needs, wants, desires on. It takes time. Over the years, I've come up with like fi- five of my must-haves. But it's things like they have to be open sexually. Like that's a need. I've mm-hmm. found out that over the lifespan of my dating life, is if they're not, I can't keep a progressive relationship with them. And so that's a need. Um, Fun is super important to me. And so I have to be with someone that will go explore and go be adventurous. And I found that if I am with a partner that doesn't do that, it really cuts off my joy and my connection. And I need that. So I found certain things that are needs that have kind of ended relationships if I didn't have. So it's a need.
0: Ooh, that's so that's such a good thing to specify and to be clear on that this is something I need because I feel like a lot of women feel guilty for needing something. They're like, oh, I don't need it. It's okay. It's like I can do without. And it's like, no, girl, like you need that shit. It's okay to claim it and be like, step into it and be like, no, I'm going to say that the next relationship, these are the things. Mm -hmm. Because so often we're just like, oh, well, he doesn't, he's not sexually open, but he says he might try some things in the future. So I guess it's okay. And then you get to the future and he's like, well, I said that, but I didn't really mean it.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's all about action. It's all about what they're doing. And it's about the now. It's about where they're at now and not dating their future self. It's dating them now. It's dating Mm -hmm. them as they are, loving them as they are, because trying to fix and change people is not the way to go.
0: (laughs) Yeah, don't you don't need a project. You're the project yourself, like work on yourself. And the man just comes in to amplify what you're already been working on. And if he doesn't amplify it, then he's just going to bring it down. Yep, exactly. And that, that what you just said is
1: huge. So say you want to attract an ambitious, successful partner. Well, how can you be an ambitious, successful partner? Oh, you want a safe, stable Person that you want to attract into your life, how can you be a safe, stable partner? How can you show that and be that to the people that you're dating? And you have to be those things to attract those things.
0: Yeah. I can't remember who it was. I saw a reel and they said that exact thing. They were like, you have to identify the dream partner that you want to have. And then you have to go out and be that person. This was a conversation I had with my mom is always been my number one fan, but she's also been my, like, Oh, she, she has the worst dating history of anybody (laughs) I know. And so that's where I developed a lot of my bad habits. And when I started becoming a dating coach, she started coming to me for advice and she was like, Well, all these guys, again, I grew up very country. So mm-hmm. she was like, All these guys have bubba guts. That's what she calls it. You know, like the beer belly, the like. uh gross. Yeah. <laughs> she's like,
1: All these no guys. offense, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
0: but yeah, because they're all like, you know, upper 40s, mid 50s into the 60s. That's her age range now. And yeah. they all have the bubba guts. And she's like, I wish they would just go to the gym. And I was like, Okay, mom. Well, maybe if you want to attract that type of person in your life, you need to go out and worry and work on your fitness and your health and you'll inherently attract him into your life. Because over the years, like my mom has always like I developed horrible eating habits. Like I would go to the Dollar Tree and eat like an entire box of the like I buy several boxes of the candy, you know, the movie theater candy, and I eat that throughout the day because oh, it's what yeah. my mom does, and my mom eats a lot of these processed foods. And so I told her, like, you know, a guy that's fit and healthy, he's going to want to be with a woman that is also working on yep. that. And that's just a prime yep. example tangent. <laughs>
1: oh, for sure. I couldn't date somebody that ate candy every day, I wouldn't want to be around it because it would affect me. It- like, I have certain, like, it's not easy. <laughs> like, it's easy now over time. But if someone had constant chips and shitty food every day, like, how would we eat together? Like, yes. that would be hard for me to keep my healthy lifestyle. And that's a must for me. Like, I can't I can't be around that all the time. And I like to eat super healthy. And, it, you know, you change your taste buds. So, yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah.
0: And also, like... I personally love to be inspired by the guy that I'm with. And so if he's more healthy or more successful, it pushes me to be like, damn, I want to like keep up with him or I'm super competitive too. So it creates a little bit of like healthy competition. And Mm -hmm. I love that. I personally love that.
1: Yeah. A lot of women struggle. They're like, oh, I'm not a gold digger. And I'm like, dude, Gold I digger? date ambitious men. Like you don't have to be a gold digger. I, I date ambitious men. So I've actually dated someone that was going through a struggle, but I knew his ambition. I knew he was working towards, I, I could see in his actions, mm-hmm. ambitious <laughs> people that are intelligent and they take initiative. They may have struggles, but they will rise. And so, yeah, I date ambitious people and they tend to be successful and i've dated people when they were struggling with money but i knew that they were going to rise again and they they match my energy and we both teach each other mm-hmm. did you say gold digger or gold digger <laughs> gold diggers like i've had so many women be like they like have this block of theirs where they're like Oh, I'm not a gold digger. Like uh-huh. I I don't date men for money, but then they go almost on the opposite side yes. to prove themselves that they're so good that they'll date someone poor and I'm like, "What?" i personally like like i mean like super poor like they're paying for everything they're okay that doesn't have to be poor but um they just they they have to like prove that they're high and mighty by like oh like i'm dating someone that doesn't pay anything for me and like i'm not a gold digger and they like feel like they're on some white horse yikes
0: i personally like the term gold digger g-o-a-l because yes. I'm super attracted. Like, I don't care about their money, but I care about the energy. Because a guy that has ambitions, he's going to be, like, energetic. And, like, yeah, oh, I love that. Yeah.
1: And then you're going to be able to go out and push each other and motivate each other. I'm dating someone now that, you know, I didn't know he was super successful. But guess what? When I call him, we, like, talk about our goals, we talk about our achievements, and we root each other on. And, like, he hit a huge number on his Kickstarter where maybe some other people would be, like, secretly jealous Mm -hmm. or maybe, like, not excited for him. I, like, shouted him out, and, like, I told him how proud I was of him, and I'm like, fuck yeah, you're awesome, because I knew that, you know, there wasn't jealousy. It was like, fuck, yeah, that's possible. This is possible for me. And like, oh, it's such a
0: different energy. Yes. Yes, girl. I love it. Okay. Well, we have to wrap this up. I've got a 15 minutes. So I start my day number two of my workshop here. I want to know what is if you could go back and give your 21 year old self any advice, what would it be? Twenty-one year old self. Hmm.
1: <laughs> um trying to think of when I was twenty-one. That's a very specific number. Okay. <laughs> you. In
0: your early twenties. <laughs> um.
1: Okay, early twenties. That will make it a little bit easier. Um, I would say that maybe to go get help and support sooner. Yep. That would be my tip. My one thing that I would tell my younger self is to go get support. Stop trying to be so like self-reliant and independent and do it all your own. Like, stop it. Like, listen to me and go get support. Go allow yourself to learn from other people you don't know everything and you're
0: not always right okay that would be my tip (laughs) that's such good advice because i feel like after we get out of college it's just like okay now live the rest of your life and higher education you can take courses you can get coaches you i feel like everybody needs to go to counselor at least for some period of their time like to deal Mm -hmm. with whatever you know, inner child stuff they've got going on. But yeah, that is probably the best piece of advice that you could have come up with.
1: Yeah. I was trying to think about it because I was such a stubborn, like I know it all. Like I can figure Uh it out. I can do it, which is great. You know, it got me a lot of places, but as soon as I got out of my own way and I actually got honestly, my first business coach, I grew so much because I stopped trying to do it on my own. And I got challenged and I got through lots of roadblocks and I got support emotionally, mentally, and like helped me grow, get out of my own way. So I would definitely, yeah, it's just powerful. I could Mm -hmm. figure it on my own, but maybe it would have taken me three years. I got in like six weeks, two months of massive shifts. So I am a big component of that.
0: Okay. Speaking of getting help, you have a course or a a program that you've been working on? Yeah. I know we actually didn't even go into breaking out of shame
1: as much, but (laughs) it's all about breaking out of that shame and that judgment that may be holding you back where you don't know how to communicate those needs and desires. You don't know what those needs and desire desires are because maybe you're a little bit afraid of them. It's helping you understand your pleasure and really tap into who you are as a person and amplify those best unique parts of yourself and shine to attract those amazing connections, relationships, friendships, and really go deeper into your feminine energy, connect with your body, connect to your pleasure, go deeper Cervical orgasm, squirting, multiple orgasms, not just like just being there, but really getting that full body pleasure to have uh, so amazing sexual experiences and just go deeper. So that's what I do. It's my sexy goddess course. I've had it for four years. Um, it's a self guided course. And then sometimes I do it live. So you guys can go check it out. There's a freebie that. You guys can get access to instant access. It's like five tips to mind blowing sex. And then you guys can check out the sexy goddess course. You can take instantly or at certain times I do live. So feel free to reach out. Um, My Instagram and podcast is sexy biz babe. So same thing on all the things. Yeah. Feel free to DM me, reach out to me if you want the freebie or link in the bio.
0: OK, awesome. I'll make sure to link your Instagram link tree or your Instagram link so everyone yeah. can grab that and check it out. But well, Tia, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom. This was really fun. And um, any um anything else you want to include? I would say if you're ever
1: shaming another person or judging another person, this is kind of what my TED talk is about is first of all, to kind of stop yourself and reflect and be like, what is coming up for me? Why am I shaming this person? Where did that come from? Did it come from my beliefs or did it come from others in society? And then take a look and be like, is there something that you desire In that person. Maybe it's their freedom. Maybe it's their expression. Maybe it's that they're owning their confidence or their sexuality, whatever it is. That's my challenge for you today is to take a pause when you start judging other people and look inward and see if there's something that you desire that they possess. (laughs)
0: Ooh, that you've been denying yourself.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: All right. Well, that's so perfect. Well, thanks again for sharing your wisdom. And uh, yeah, I'll make sure everybody's got the link so they can check out your stuff. Yes. And DMs are open. I love to connect
1: with more people. And thank you so much for having me on. This was super amazing.
0: Are you an ambitious and independent woman who's ready to start attracting your aligned masculine partner, but have struggled with settling in the past? Join the free five-day workshop to start attracting him in less than 30 days by tapping into a hidden feminine superpower that you already have. Go to GirlStopCrying.com to sign up.